0: the DU podcast with your host Chris Jennings.
1: I got a return guest I got Jay Anglin. Jay welcome back to the show. Always great to be here buddy. Jay is our Waterfowl 360 Great Lakes Migration Editor and it just so happens that we may have a minor migration event going on. Uh, Good news for hunters throughout the Great Lakes those whose season's still in. Um, Jay kind of let's get us started you know what are you seeing in your area and what are you hearing you know just about uh, even this small weather system that's pushing through the Great lakes right now.
2: Well, it's kind of a broken record from most hunters, you know, they go out and they hunt and they're not doing terribly well. And I think the biggest thing, it's the function of the weather. And, you know, a lot of guys want to point fingers and blame whoever, but at the end of the day, when you have birds that are well-fed and, and completely content, they really don't have to do anything. And so they'll sit for days on end. Um, a couple of things that are going to drive them out of that, cycle are is obviously ice and snow cover now we have a total lack of snow cover for most of the area here uh there is a band of snow cover in southern wisconsin that kind of moves up into central michigan and and interestingly there's large concentrations of canadas and, and mallards sort of in that hundred mile band um now the seasons are closing rapidly uh, a couple of goose seasons kind of you know uh continue on into early January, but there's not gonna be a lot of pressure. So it's really incumbent upon snow and, and ice uh in, in particular. And right now Wisconsin is freezing up uh for the most part, very cold temperatures at night. Northern Michigan also, so you're gonna start seeing some lake effect snow cover. So that's gonna drive those birds down to, you know, Illinois and Indiana and Ohio. And uh, you know, down here our seasons are also kind of winding down in northern Indiana, certainly in with in uh Illinois uh and and ohio so we just got to get them out in front of the you know the weather and the season so they can drive some birds south to guys down there waiting because we're we've had some good hunts uh, but again the weather's hard to come by and and this little uh this system that's headed out east this big system it's just going to kind of nick us in indiana but ohio's getting hit pretty good uh and, and it really those are the situations where you just have to figure out a way to get out there because that's when the birds are going to move. And that's really been the biggest thing there. There there's birds around. They just don't move. They don't do a whole heck of a lot, you know?
1: Yeah, no, we've done, you know, obviously with all the migration alerts that we're doing, you know, throughout the country, it's, uh, it's pretty odd that we have everybody saying the same thing, you know, um, there are birds in many areas, even, even across, you know, some of the mid South areas where I hunt Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee. Um, there are some birds, but they don't have to do anything. You know, there's no, there's no pressure on them as far as weather goes. And that's really playing into, um, you know, everybody's season now. Now you kind of touched on Illinois a little bit. You did a migration alert last week and the numbers there were pretty fantastic. Yet, you know, we're hearing a lot of complaints like, man, the hunting's terrible. It's just so spotty. You know, some guys are, are doing really well. We had Yetter on the podcast, um, saying that, you know, yeah, there's tons of ducks, but he's having like his worst season ever. (laughs) So, um, you know, kind of elaborate on that and, and, you know, just what you're hearing as far as, um, some of those great lake states and, and some of the maybe less optimistic you know, mentalities that you're talking to these guys?
2: Well, you know, that's probably one of the greatest examples of how, um, you know, really great habitat of all kinds, moist soil, marsh, open water, river bottom, et cetera, et cetera. It's well managed by the feds and the state and and private, you know, entities. And it draws millions of birds. And yet you have guys that really know their game. I mean, guys that are used to hunting big numbers of birds um, you know, so they have great decoy spreads. They're calling. They're, they're proficient at calling, et cetera. And they can't even. You know, <laughs> this guys hunted for a week and shoot one mallard. So, you know, really, again, it comes down to uh, just the weather and and, the, and you know the caloric. They just have literally enough built up. You know, fat reserve, and, and they're they're fat and sassy and, and perfectly content to just sit all day. So, um, what I've noticed is, you know, over there, certainly they had a lot of moist soil because we had a lot of high water early. And then, you know, most of the big river systems dropped dramatically through the summer. You know, we're really low around here, low and clear water. So a lot of the mud flats that, that, you know, were, were dry all summer into the fall. And so like a lot of, a lot of moist soil growth, a lot of weeds, a lot of, uh, seed, you know, seeds that ducks prefer really. And so you're not seeing... Even really a lot of birds move out to feed on corn. I know we're hunting corn birds that generally go out and feed daily twice, really. They're not doing it. They might do it once or twice a week. Um, But for the most part, they'll go find a little patch of smartweed in a little spot and they'll just go sit in that and just pick at smartweed. You know, they're just not hungry. Um, Illinois did lose, according to Yetter's survey um, last, you know, the latest one. They lost 40 to 50% between the IRV and the Mississippi River Valley. And um, since, you know, the, last, that, the one where they were just staggering numbers. And the numbers are still really impressive, uh, which really speaks to the, that. It's just such an amazing area. And, again, guys still aren't doing well at all in terms of, you know, their season ends, I think, today, uh, uh, you know, in the north zone so uh, for Ducks. So, you know, a lot of those guys are struggling, and, and you know, it is what it is.
1: I don't think there's anybody out there who, you know, is really looking at this and like, oh, man, this has just been great. Like you said, it's, you know, these people are are, are struggling out there. And a lot of that has to do with just a complete, we talk about the weather, but really all it is is a lack of weather. Now, I, kn- I know you don't really cover this region, but we're sitting here watching, um, you know, this snowstorm. Like you said, it's going to clip a little bit of Indiana, some of Ohio, but it's really going to impact, pennsylvania and then all the way over into the northeast Um, that's the kind of weather system that we need to start there uh, maybe in minnesota and kind of push south uh, across the great lakes region you know that 10, 15 inches of snow, you know, some, some big North winds. I mean, that's the kind of system, at least from my perspective that, uh, uh we need as far as like hunting down here in the mid South, we, we need something to shake it up. Um, and it's, it's just, it just
2: hasn't materialized. Well, snow cover again is so important. We just haven't had it because the temps haven't been right. And we really haven't had much perci- precipitation for that matter. But again, you know, Wisconsin's really getting cold at night. And I always look at Wisconsin because Wisconsin has an incredible amount of habitat, Minnesota is also freezing up. Um, so, you, you know, if they don't have snow, you're still going to have birds hold out and dry feed. And they're certainly doing that, according to the reports I was looking at this morning in the central part of the state. Canada's and mallards, you know, your, your late season classics up here. Um, but those birds are going to start running out of water and they're going to get tired of hanging out on a river and they're going to start moving down. And, um, you know, hopefully we get some ice up here that sticks around, but I'm looking at the long range and it's just, it's really kind of not too exciting. I mean, we get a little warmer next week. Um, I don't see any snow cover building up and certainly staying. So it's just uh, it's sort of this perpetual cycle we're in this year and it's, it's frustrating for everybody. And, you know, there's nothing holding, you know, I constantly hear people talk about all oh, the flooded corn, the flooded corn. Look, the guys that own hundreds of acres of flooded corn up here managed specifically to shoot ducks. They're not shooting any ducks. So uh, they're fairly nocturnal. They use it as a loaf and during the day they're just not doing anything in those even in those spots so um it is what it is
1: yeah you know i i kind of keep my uh ear to the ground for uh you know weather systems and and watch weather all you know especially up north of us and and like you said it, it's going to warm up again for you guys next week and um you know i've had this question all the time hey man where are the ducks you know what's going on you know where should i be looking you know this and that and and I'm like, man, it's it's 45 degrees in South Dakota. Our long-term forecast that I'm looking at has December 21st in South Dakota. It's supposed to be 46 degrees. Um, that's That that doesn't really bode well as far as pushing birds out. But I'm also looking at on Christmas Day in South Dakota, it's supposed to be 12 degrees with a 25-mile-an-hour north wind. That could be a game changer. Um, and so we're really, you know, scratching and clawing and, and really trying to find – that silver lining, that one big push that's going to get birds, at least down to us and even parts of Southern Illinois. Um, I know my buddies there in Southern Indiana, they've, they've really struggled. You know, they're, they're hunting bottomland habitats. It's dry. It's, uh, you know, there's not a ton of birds around. They don't have to do anything. You know, some of them even kind of put the boat away. What are you hearing from parts of Southern Indiana and even some Southern Illinois? You know, that, that very tip of Southern Illinois holds a bunch of birds. Uh, are you hearing anything down there?
2: The same that you're hearing generally, um, some guys that are, you know, lucky and just get into a situation where you find a little patch of birds and take advantage of them. There's definitely been a push of birds out of that Illinois sweet spot down into like Western Tennessee and Kentucky and, you know, um, maybe Southeast Missouri even. So birds are getting very close, you know, to the, to the Southern part of the flyway. And, and, you know, you talk about out east, you know, the bottom line is that's going to push birds too. I mean, we're talking about a substantial amount of snow cover. So those birds are going to funnel down pretty quick too. But, you know, back over here in Indiana, the one thing I could tell you is the guys that focus on divers have had a pretty darn good season. I mean, there's days when they're not going to move a whole lot, but, you know, they just kind of forget about mallards and, and, and say, I'm going hunting, I'm going to have fun. And, and there's plenty of divers um, of all species, really all over you know, up here, down there. Um, I mean, guys are shooting a few scoters in Southern Indiana. Those are sea ducks. You know, And when people think of those, they think of like big rugged, you know, waves and, and, and heavy surf, like you would on like Michigan in a storm. And there they are down on some, you know, small reservoir in Southern Indiana or Kentucky. It's kind of crazy. So there, there's, there's diver hunting and that's a silver lining in my opinion. And then again, the goose hunting, you know, We've got tons of geese. There's geese migrating. I saw geese migrating Sunday tall. I mean, high birds. The biggest thing is just getting them to move. So really, you're just looking for that day that's cloudy, cloudy, maybe some rain, a little precipitation, a little wind. uh, And you have to capitalize on a year like this. You definitely have to capitalize.
0: You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport.
2: Yeah.
1: What are you seeing as far as uh, white fronts? Are you seeing any up there in Northern Indiana?
2: You know, we, we had a fair number of them, uh, over the last month. Um, you know, up until last week, you know, it was commonplace to hear somebody say, Hey, I saw some specs and, uh, you know, some of the fish and wildlife areas were holding a few. I know I saw, I don't know, probably a couple thousand in my general area over the course of, you know, a couple weeks. And you know, some of those are obviously the same birds buzzing around, you know how they are. Um, but I think we've lost a few of those. And I don't know, <laughs> you know, talking to, uh, Randy Smith in Illinois, you know, they haven't, they have an inordinate number of specs, you know, up in the North zone right now in the central zone of Illinois, or that was a, as of a week ago. Um, some of these specks, if I had to guess have moved North a little bit even, but who knows? I mean, they're, they're really a peculiar bird. I know you're very familiar with them down there. Um, we're just kind of learning the ropes on them and, uh, you know, here one day go on the next and then back the next and they're noisy enough that you would hear them. So I just think they go, they just go for a ride. It's crazy. Oh no, you're right. <laughs> yeah. They have to, right. They go for a ride, man.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I was sitting out in my driveway on Saturday evening and, uh, it was, you know, probably seven o'clock dark. And I probably hadn't heard specs over my house in Memphis since october late october maybe early november and we're sitting there and i'm like did you hear that of course my wife looks at me like i'm crazy and sure enough i had two different flocks of specks um come over the house you know moving north to south um and that all that is is just a shift in the wind you know we picked up a north wind last weekend and uh and there they go so you know maybe some of those birds that were stuck up there in Illinois, you know, decided to ride that wind for a little bit. But again, you know, those birds could be moving back North at any time, you know, big South wind and they're, they're going for another ride.
2: You know, we have a huge number of sandhill cranes where I live here. I mean, massive, you know, concentrations, we're talking tens of thousands of them up and down the Kankakee river watershed. And what I've noticed is, you know, the specs have, it just seems like where they're really focused, where they're really concentrating, you're not seeing a lot of ducks, nor are you seeing a lot of Canada geese. Now, you might see Canada geese five miles away, but they don't like to co-mingle. But specks, for whatever reason, they dig the sandhill. So wherever you find sandhills up here now, you will find some specks. And I've seen them actually <laughs> as recent as last week. I saw a flock of specks and a flock of sand hills actually flying to the roost together in formation which is really fascinating i mean they obviously feed on the same stuff you know they graze and they're upland when they're upland feeding and uh and they seem to roost together which is really interesting it's really changed things up here i mean there's i know there's some talk i've talked to some of the dnr guys and we feel that there really is these sandhills are so dense that they're having an impact on other species that and again the exception is the (laughs) The white fronts seem to really hang out with them and enjoy being around them. It's really fascinating, actually, to watch.
1: And I think that's also a pretty good indicator that you guys have not gotten the really, really cold weather um, that you have in years past. If those sandhills are still hanging around in you know northern Indiana, southern Michigan area, right there, I mean that's uh, not that that's terribly odd. But you know, you would think by this time of year, would the weather would have pushed those birds south?
2: Oh yeah, I agree. I I agree. And what I've noticed is is that the sandhills are, you know, there's certain, a certain, you know, component of it. each, each year, it seems like they just move like they should down, stay in the warmer climate, you know, get out of here when the snow hits. And then there's every year, there's an increasing number that are hanging further north, they're kind of adapting to it. And, um you know, I've seen them in, up here when we're in the mid teens up here, you know, 13, 14, 15 degrees, flying out to feed. And that, of course, that's, there's very few at that time. But every year, there's more and more. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing specs up here later. I really do. I think that they have some sort of a, you know, a, a, they co-mingle, they enjoy each other's presence and, and you know, maybe it's just random, but I don't think it is. I think they're actually looking for each other. Not, I mean, that sounds crazy, but it sure seems like that's what they're doing, the specs in the, the sand hills.
1: Hmm, That's an interesting uh, observation. And, um, you know, I think I think as we we move further in, you know, that Northern Indiana season is probably getting, not getting ready to close, but you're getting down to the last couple weeks, are you not?
2: Uh, our, our the, the regular split closed Sunday and then we open again on the 26th and that runs through the first week of January, you know, second or third. Um, so we have this one little late split, um, you know, the central zone and the, and the south or the south zone and the high river zones, of course, are still steaming along. Um, and then our goose season runs into early February, so we still have something to go after. But uh, Michigan's south zone—they uh, have a late split two-day duck goose season that that is this is the 26th and 27th, and traditionally that really does a good job of bouncing some birds out of southern Michigan it, because everybody goes and gets their last licks and you know before it's over. And, uh, it just seems like a lot of birds really start to stack up those late season mallards, especially mallards and black ducks, they stack up and, you know, by that time, generally the birds are pretty well, you know, um, you know, limited to a certain amount of water here and there. So they get pressured and they move down through Indiana pretty quick. And sometimes they make a big jump. They'll just go right over the top of us and head on down South. So those are the kind of things I'm looking for to happen. Like you mentioned that system that, you know, the cold weather in South Dakota, uh, there's some snow to the east. I mean, you're going to see birds. And I think this late in the game, you're going to see the real, the real tough, you know, northern mallards that want to hang out right on the snow line. Of course, they're never going anywhere. But a lot of birds are going to make that big jump when the winds are favorable. You're just going to wake up one day and all of a sudden you're going to have ducks. And we just got to hope. I certainly hope for all the guys down south that occurs in the next couple of weeks. And I think, I think you'll see more birds. It's inevitable.
1: That's awesome. That's the most optimistic thing I've heard a duck hunter say in the last couple of weeks. uh, You know, one thing that I'll always stress to people is you got to go to figure out if there's any birds. So, you know, one way or the other, I'm going, Uh, you know, whether the the weather materializes and you got to take advantage of those small opportunities of uh, just a wind, simple as a wind shift. uh, You got to take advantage of it. So, uh, Jay, anything else that you can think of from the Great Lakes region that uh, our listeners should, should be aware of?
2: No, just, uh, you know, keep getting after it. You know, um, it's one of those things. It's one of these years when it's nobody's at fault, uh, weather's goofy and, uh, it's our passion. Conservation is still just as important, if not more important than it's ever been. And I I just think a lot of guys just, you know, don't lose interest. This is just part of the game, you know? And, you know, as a fishing guide, I have years when it's incredible. I'm a hero and other years where it's like, why am I doing this? So you just have to stay in the game and, and, refine your game, you know, and, and don't think of it like the big, huge hunt. Think of it as I'm going to go out and shoot a bird or two if I'm lucky and I'm going to be perfectly content. And that's, that's the best advice I have.
1: Awesome, man. I appreciate it. And thanks for joining us today, man. It's, uh, it's always good to bring in some, some local information from up there in the region.
2: Well, I always enjoy being here. So everybody, you know, have a great holiday and, uh, get out there and enjoy the outdoors. All right, man, I'd like to thank
1: my guest, Jay Anglin, our Waterfowl 360 Great Lakes Migration Editor, for joining us today and, and giving us some real insight into you know what's happening on the ground there and, and what's needed to really shake this duck season up. I'd like to thank our producer, Clay Baird, for putting the podcast together and getting it out to you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us and supporting wetlands conservation.